Good morning. This is the part of the service that we're going to open up the Bible together. My name's Thomas and we have been journeying through a book in the Bible called Philippians. I'm feeling encouraged this morning, uh, probably because just before I left to record this message, I always uh, say to Mary, how, how do I look, you know, in terms of the shirt and, and what I'm wearing? And she says, you look good. You look really young. So I've taken that as a massive encouragement. So I'm feeling expecting, I'm, I'm, I'm stirred to open up God's Word and to share this message uh, with you. It's amazing what the, the power of encouragement can do, can't it? Uh, so we are going to be looking at Philippians and Paul is in lockdown. Philippians chapter 3, he's writing to his friends in Philippi and if you have a Bible, it's Philippians chapter 3 verse 15 to 21. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like one, please get in touch with us. Send a wee message in the chat or email us at hello at invernessvineyard.co.uk. We'd send you a Bible and a little guide as well in terms of how to read the Bible and how to get the most out of the Bible as well. Also on your phone, there's a Bible app. If you search Bible uh, on your phone, that's a, a great way to start as well. So why don't we read Philippians 3 verse 15 to 21. It's entitled, Following Paul's Example. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that to God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For, as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring every, everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Amen. So we're going to unpack these couple of verses and uh, I'm going to share what I, I I sense the Lord's stirring of these verses uh, for us as a church family for the week ahead. And there's all sorts from Paul here in these verses around following his example. We see lots of encouragement, but we also see lots of warnings. And, you know, in this season especially, we need both. We need encouragement. We need people just to speak life into us, to call out the goal, to say uh, what we're doing well and who we are and who we are in Christ and just to be stirring us on, spurring us on, stirring and spurring, just keep stirring and spurring. But we also need people around us who are, are just warning us as well, who are stirring us towards Christ when sometimes perhaps our eyes are off him. When sometimes perhaps we're making decisions that don't honour him, that we have people around us that are warning us uh, around those choices as well. Especially important this season, where we have so much uncertainty, where we're walking through job uncertainties and furlough schemes and illness and grief and mental health struggles and uh, struggles with motivation. It feels like a 
just a topsy-turvy season where one day things can be going relatively well and the next day it, it feels really tough and it feels like a slog. Where there's tensions at home in our relationships and friendships. Where there's boredom. Where there's boredom. Where there's loneliness, money worries, marriage strains, technological burnout, disconnection. And just that sense of bleh. Do you know that, that way when somebody's maybe asking you just now how you're doing and you just go bleh, bleh, bleh. When we have things that are tough and rubbish and there's no way to sugarcoat it. This message uh, that I want to share this morning from these words that Paul shared from prison to the church in Philippi. I want to share don't give up and to keep watch, that kind of message. So don't give up but also just keep an eye on where you're headed. So Paul in these verses brings some really timely reminders. It's almost as if we're, when we're journeying through this book, it's just hitting the nail on the head each week in terms of uh, what's going on around us. And it's my hope this morning, as you watch, you might be part of our church, you might uh, be exploring church or coming back into church and uh, into exploring Jesus afresh. It's my prayer that, that these, uh, these points and what's been chewed over and what God wants to breathe in, that they'll be, they'll be allowed to breathe in and examine our hearts afresh and our minds afresh. That we would lead our hearts this morning towards his. That we'd make a choice and that we would yeah, decide to do that this morning. So firstly, the first point I want to look at is keep looking where we are going. Keep look, looking where we're going. Uh, I want to show a very short clip. Brilliant. Anybody been there? Anybody? Maybe you put in the chat. Anybody had moments where they fell into a pond or banged into a glass door? I've had a few close encounters, but uh, not quite as bad as that. I've not been that person to that degree, uh, but I've had a few near misses with lampposts. One of our boys went running. He'll be so intent and looking where we are, that he just doesn't see what's ahead. And he loses track of where he's running to. <laughs> and there's a real sense in Paul's writings here that if you're headed somewhere different, other than full commitment to God, that uh, it's his prayer that, that God will make that clear to you. In verse 15, we read that. He says, uh, if some of... And if on some point you think differently, that to God will make clear to you. That it'll make clear to you. The message version says that God will clear the blurred vision. And this picture of, of right tracks, and I, I just get that picture of, you know, being on the right track and sticking to it. I wonder, as we're watching this morning, as we reflect, you know, what's blurring our vision just now? What's competing for our attention? You know, this is a, a moment for God to make that clear to you and for, for us to respond. For us to respond and, and just welcome, welcome his spirit into it. Welcome his spirit into our hearts. You know, I'm not called uh, Techie Tommy for no reason, but I, I'd like to humbly suggest Give me a second, I'll come back. I'd like to humbly suggest 
that the video that we showed, although it's really funny and uh, yeah, it's loads of people on their phones and loads of things happening off the back of them not showing enough attention, I'd, I'd like to suggest that it's a real indication of, of where our culture's at in terms of what draws us away. For, for most of us, it's these things. It's these things in all sorts of ways. And I'm not just talking spiritual aspects. I'm talking relational aspect. I'm talking how we communicate. Although there's, here, there's loads of positives for our phones, there's loads of positives for social media. Uh, a lot of what we think of connection actually is uh, competing for, for connection out here. And although we're lacking that in a lot of ways and that we can't meet up with people, it's a, it's a real, uh, it can be a real distraction. There's lots of good, but I want us as followers of Jesus, I want to just stir the pot a bit. And I want to challenge us as a church family for, for anyone watching. You know, you often hear the phrase of fear of missing out and what the real draw for, for social media, for our phones, for our technology, for uh, that connection in that way is a fear of missing out. And I, I want to encourage us to kind of flip that round and to, to look for a joy of missing out, to pursue a, a, a peace in missing out when it comes to these things and to, to flip it round. So when it comes to our walk with Jesus, to have f a fear of missing out. And when it comes to how much we're connected to our phones or it could be you know, other things, other media outlets, that we would have a joy of missing out where, where our hearts aren't torn or pulled towards the need for connection in that way, but actually there'd be a fear of missing out from the connection that we are to have with our Heavenly Father. That's my prayer, that we would look where we're going, that, that we would deeply assess, you know, where our unhealthy connections are and to, to reconnect, to reconnect with God by His Spirit this morning. What would it look like if we swapped our phones for our Bibles? And I'm preaching to myself here as well. I'm pre you know, I'm often challenged by the first thing in the morning in terms of connecting and reaching for this. What would it look like if for me, the first thing I reached for was my Bible? What would it look like if we had a spare five minutes and the first thing we reached for was, I just... I'm just going to eat up some of God's word in that couple of minutes. What would it look like if we were walking somewhere and instead of scrolling through our Facebook, we stuck on a worship song and just allowed God to speak to us? What would it look like if before bed we made a point of, of just reading God's word, of going through that together with our husband or our wife or a friend? To say, let's journey together. You up for doing that? You know, social media has a lot of great things going for it. But I feel it's feeding parts of our minds and our hearts and our energies where the Holy Spirit is desperate in this season where everything's stripped away to invade. Are we looking where we're going? Where are we going for validation? Where are we going for encouragement? Where are we going for acceptance? For some of us, it might... It might be fasting certain apps. It might be removing them. It might be some accountability. It might be journaling and just allowing the Holy Spirit to really unpack our, our behaviours and our decisions. 
you know, my, my moment was actually my thumb. <laughs> my thumb was becoming really sore. I was like, I don't, I don't know why my thumb... And it was actually just all the scrolling on my screen. And that's not right. That's not right. Let's look where we're going. Let's look where... Uh, what things are blurring our vision. And I know for some of us, this won't be an issue, but it'll be other things. It'll be other things that are blurring our vision from, from God ushering us in, in this season where, where a lot of things have stopped and God's saying, just, just come to me, just come to me. And I want to allow the Holy Spirit to highlight this because it's a very real uh, danger in this season that we can get lost very quickly and very easily. Just want to say that again. I believe in this season, there's a real danger that we can get lost very quickly and very easily. I want to pray just right now. Lord, I just pray over what that looks like, what's blurring our vision, Holy Spirit. And I pray for the rabbit holes that perhaps we've found ourselves down, Lord, for, for dark pockets and areas, Lord, that we find ourselves slipping into through the week, for areas of addiction, Lord, for behaviours and attitudes, Lord, for heart postures, Father, for unhealthy uh, connections, Lord. I just pray you'll alert us this morning, Lord. And I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. I thank you that we can come to you and your grace is, is full to the brim for us, Lord. It's full to the brim. You never run out. You never say not today, Thomas. You never say, ah, I'm not quite, I'm not quite up to it today. You welcome us with open arms. And I pray today is a new day for people watching this morning. I pray today is like uh, the slate is wiped clean and that we would know that in our hearts and in our minds this morning, Lord, that we would know that we are washed clean this morning. So I just pray that for folk that need a supernatural, heavenly kingdom washing, just, yeah, you do that, all of us. All of us need that, Lord. So will you just do that this morning? Will you renew us? Will you restore us? Will you breathe on us? Thank you that it says in your word in 2 Corinthians 4 that we are being renewed day by day. And we just want to pray, do it, Lord. We don't want to let anything get in the way. You might know exactly what that is right now. Why don't you just identify that and call it out and just surrender it to Jesus? Place it into his hands right now. You might want to picture yourself doing that. You might just want to pray. Pray yourself doing that. I really feel the Lord wants to break through this morning. He wants to break through this morning. Amen. And then secondly, we keep walking together. We have to do this together. And the first uh, part of verse 17, Paul says, join together in following my example. Join together. We need each other. Don't go it alone. You know, online is it's crazy. It's crazy. And... Uh, I start the day just now feeling really good. I think, yes, I'm going to have a good day. I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got my favourite shirt on. I'm just about to go into a Zoom meeting. And then I look at the Zoom screen and I go, oh my goodness, I look terrible. I'm shattered. How many hours sleep did I get? This is awful. I'm getting old. Is that a grey hair? Another grey hair? Oh, man. It's not too good for the old confidence. But... Uh, 
we cannot let these change in circumstances impact our intrinsic need and desire at the very heart of every single one of us for togetherness in the family of God. And you know, folks, it's choosing verse 17, joining together. The message version says, stick with me, friends. Stick with me, friends. I wonder who are those people that we need to say that to in our church family. Stick with me, friends. Come along to, to small group. Come along to church online, onto the chat. Come along for a walk. Let's go out for a walk. Stick with me. Keep track of those that you see running the same course. You know, so much is different. So much is difficult. It is. It's so difficult. But we must, we must keep walking together in Burness Vineyard. And we pivot. We adapt. We go again. Don't give up. Don't switch off. Don't down tools. Don't sign out and say, I'm going to wait until it's back to normal. I'm going to wait until we're back in person. And then I'll, then I'll properly invest. Can I urge us not to go there? Can I urge us to, to, to yeah, not even utter those words? Can I encourage us to make a choice this morning? Make a choice that Zoom or YouTube is, is not our cup of tea. But we know it will help in bringing community, that little bit of community and connection at a time where we can't see each other the way we'd like. We make a choice that Sunday morning doesn't have the family all together, carnage, kids running around, croissants, cookies, coffee, chat. But the family are together on YouTube. And why wouldn't we want to be amongst family at this time? Why wouldn't we? We make a choice that in Matthew 18, 20, it says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Jesus says that. It makes no mention of where two or three gather in person or uh, of the, the meet in Zoom or that doesn't count, or they meet online, that doesn't count. We are still gathered. So God is with us right now at church. God is with us at small group. And there's only three or four of us perhaps. He's at the prayer meetings. He's with us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't say, ah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this online gig anymore. He's with us. He's with us right now. We make a choice that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And right now there's valley moments. Right now there's dark, uh, there's dark roads. Right now there's struggles. But in that, the Spirit of the Lord is what we need more than ever. We make a choice to push in. We make a choice to dig in. We make a choice to seek and pursue His presence because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom this morning. You know, I was on a call this week and it was meant to be just a wee catch-up call and the Holy Spirit just descended in the room, on the Zoom, in the room, on the Zoom, in the rooms, on the Zooms. Can I urge us not to limit God by what limits us right now? God, I believe, wants to give some of us a little shake. And he wants to remind us he's moving. He's with us. And he needs us ready. Lord, I want to pray you'll just stir it up in us, Lord. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. 
And then just finally, keep choosing to live for an audience of one. Focus on Jesus, look to Jesus, live for Jesus, live like Jesus. Remember the bands, what would Jesus do? The little things we used to wear around our wrists, I think they should make a comeback. What would Jesus do? I'd add a couple more. What would Jesus say? How would Jesus react? That's quite a lot of bands that maybe cover your whole arm. How would Jesus spend this money? How would Jesus deal with this situation? How would he walk this season? These kind of questions will help us live for an audience of one where there's so much competition right now for our attention. Verse 20 and 21 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. The message says there's far more to life for us. Can I urge us to play the long game? He has overcome the world. Coronavirus will pass. Lockdown will pass. Paul is saying here, there are folk and all that matters is what the world offers. There's folk that he's in and around in Philippi, the, the church in Philippi. All that matters to them is what the world can offer. They, they, they search it down. They fill their bellies with it. They hunger for it. And they will live lives that ultimately focus on self. And it will end badly. But we don't live by the world. We choose to live for an audience of one. We choose to allow what God has put in us to make its way out to be a light. I wonder what God's put in you. I wonder what we're pressing pause in this season. And maybe this morning God's just saying, I want that stuff to come out now. I want you to go on that journey and letting that stuff out now. I wonder what we're delaying. To love the least, the last, the lost. To do what no one else will do, that you have been made to do. To go where no one else will go. To be hope, to respond to the nudges, the everyday nudges from God, in spite of the cost, in spite of the ridicule, in spite of the reactions. I wonder what God's whispering to you this morning, to us as a church this morning. John Wimber the founder of the vineyard movement that we're part of says, I'm just change in his pocket. He can spend me any way he wishes. I want to pray that we'd be a church, a community, that are just change in his pocket. And he can spend us any way he wants, around Inverness, around the Highlands, around our world. Lord, we surrender this morning and we want to keep looking where we're going we want to keep looking where we're going we want to choose to walk together even though it's different it's never been more important and we want to choose to focus our attention on you